This is the Bob McCowan Podcast, brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers online casino and sportsbook app today. With John Shannon, I'm McCowan. Hello, Shannon. How are you, Robert? Well, so, uh, so, so what did you watch last night? Um, I don't remember. I think I went to bed early. You watched the hockey game? A little bit, a little bit, but not much. Boy, what a hockey game that was. I don't care. You, you, and uh, you, you, you get to that one and you see the intensity and you you really don't care who wins. Now, if you're an Oilers fan, you care. And if you're a Leaf fan, you care. But boy, oh boy, what a great hockey game that was. Well, um, I saw Edmonton score the tie early in the third period, I think. Was uh, it? Halfway, yeah, yeah. Derek Ryan. Really good, uh, really good play from. I'm not lost. Uh, I saw until I saw the score this morning. Yeah. So. Well, it, it, fascinating to to see it. You know, there are eight kids, kids. They're kids to me. Eight guys on that team from in Edmonton, um, from Southern Ontario, and you know as well as I do, Bob. When you have a chance to play against your hometown team. You crank it up. And Connor McDavid was flying, and Zach Hyman was flying, and Ryan McLeod, who got a goal and assist last night, who uh, lives uh, out in our neighborhood, Bob. Uh, he was flying. It It was a really, really exciting game. And all those Oilers season ticket holders, most of them sold their tickets to Leaf fans, and so you had the, the, the Go Oilers Go and the Go Leaf Go chant. It was uh it was a fun. It was a fun environment to watch a hockey game in. Well, we all know how much you love hockey, so we'll take well, all your comment with a grain of salt. Okay, so I'd rather talk football. Can we talk football today? Sure. I want to okay. make mention of one thing that's news at this hour we are recording, and that is looks like the Blue Jays have signed Cuban pitcher Yariel Rodriguez, who was a big star in Japan this past year. I don't know if you've heard him, but uh, it's a really good signing. But it makes you wonder what they're planning on doing because their pitching staff is not their problem. You can never have too much pitching, Bob. Maybe. But are you then, who are you going to send to the minors? Well, maybe this is an in indicator of what's going to happen with Alec Manoa. Well, would you be happy if Manoa was in Buffalo? Uh, I would I would be happy if I could find a way to get some contributing assets in the infield and outfield for Alec Manoa. All right. So you trade. Listen, they proved last year they can live without Manoa. I agree. I don't disagree with you, but and Manoa wasn't pitching well. Let's be honest. But if you can get an asset from Manoa, and I think it. I think it became a soap opera too. I think it became a bit of a distraction. Okay. You want to talk to Deitch? No, no, I want to talk. Well, we'll get our pal Richard Deitch, who's going to join us today to talk a little bit about uh, the Buffalo Bills and the Kansas City Chiefs and maybe a few of the other NFL games. And then Bob invariably will want to change the topic to hockey because he loves hockey so much. Right. Exactly. Okay. Richard Deitch with McCowan and Shannon on the McCowan podcast after this. Hi, this is Bob McCowan for betrivers.com. Hey, if you're looking for a sports book or casino app, you should check out the Bet Rivers Sports and Casino app today. 
Play all of your favorite casino games for real money anywhere and anytime. Plus, get in the action with each sports game with hundreds of sports betting options. And get ready to feel like a VIP because you'll earn both loyalty level points and bonus store points on every real money wager you make. You must be 19 plus, available in Ontario only. Please play responsibly. If you have questions or concerns about your gambling or someone close to you, contact Connex Ontario at 1-866-531-2600 or speak to an advisor free of charge. BetRivers.com. Welcome back to the McCowan Podcast. Bob, John, joined by uh, one of our regulars, Richard Deitch. Richard, you are still in Toronto. You haven't uh, made your way to Buffalo, uh, and, and I expect you will for the weekend, but uh, certainly not today. No, John. I mean, unless I'm uh, trying to think of what what is it? What is an animal that really works in the snow? Reindeer or uh, how about a polar bear? Or are you what's you? I don't know if you you guys are familiar with this in Canada, but the Iditarod, right? That's the famous race. Uh, Come on now. No, no. We we. You know, the Iditarod happens in Alaska, which should be part of Canada rather than be. part yeah. of Canada. <laughs> no, the American the Americans totally swiped Alaska. Ridiculous. Um, so yeah, no, no, I'm I'm hoping to go this weekend. Uh, we'll see if uh, weather permitting, but it um, it's a massive game, a game of the weekend for sure. Is is Kansas City Buffalo, and um, you know historically, obviously these teams have played great games. With the most famous game of all, of course, is uh, Patrick Mahomes driving down the field with whatever 11, 13 seconds left ties. The game. Seconds. Yeah. And then Kansas city wins them that, that along with the Norwood Norwood Scott Norwood missed field goal in the Super Bowl is probably the two most harshest bills losses in history. Can I ask you a question here? Yeah. Why are you going to Buffalo? I'm going for work. <laughs> I'm not. Yeah. I'm, there's, I'm not, this is not a pleasure. <laughs> at all. Yeah. Well, I mean, if it was a pleasure trip, I'd be be a little behind the scenes with one of the networks. Yeah, I'd be. Yeah, something to that effect. It it, um, I don't want you know, you don't want to give anything away Yeah, No, Bob, if this was a pleasure trip, I'd be in Madrid or, you know, Melbourne. Uh, You know, I love Buffalo. It's my it's my alma mater's home. But um, it's a rough it's a rough city in January. I'm not going to lie. It's 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 tough. How many winters do you spend there? Let's do the math on this. Seven. Wow. Yeah, because I stayed there a couple of years after I graduated to work uh, locally. I covered the Bills, actually, and the Sabres. And um, it um, it's a great city. I love Buffalo. Great people. Uh, amazing food. Housing is so cheap. I will say this, even as someone who grew up in New York, the weather does get to you. Like, it, it is, at a certain point, like my last year there, I was like, this is just too much. It's just, it's getting a little too tough. Um, and so I have great admiration for Buffalonians who just grind through, you know, year after year, snow after snow. Like the reality is living in Toronto, Not I'm not saying this is uh, Miami, but it is significantly better weather than Buffalo. Oh, no doubt. Amazing what, amazing what the lake does. I know. It's great. Given how close we are, it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so the Bills and the Chiefs. Uh, do you get a sense that one is one team's on the rise and the other one's on the is is dipping down? Is, is it that simple, Richard? 
I think to me, John and Bob, the um, the biggest the biggest sort of X factor in this game is the Bills' defense, which is really banged up. I mean, even at the uh, end of the um, the Steelers game, you know, the, there were backups who had played well this year who were hurt and are now questionable. Their best cornerback, Rasul Douglas, is uh, didn't play this week. We'll see if he can play this coming week. I think you almost have to have him against the Chiefs. So you know both 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 teams, John. Um, there's great arguments to make for both teams to win this game. Like I don't know what the point spread is, but I assume it's like two or one. It's got to be tight, even though the game is in Buffalo. I know Patrick Mahomes has never played a road playoff game, but, other than other than the neutral site Super Bowl. Yeah, other than neutral site Super Bowl. But the that guy, I would honestly. If the Bills were playing any other team this week, I would feel pretty confident about them winning. Mahomes just scares me if I'm a Bills fan because of his ability to improvise and make plays when there's no play there. But the Chiefs are not as good as they used to be. Their receivers have been off all year. They do have an excellent defense. Even Travis Kelsey. Even Travis Kelsey. So – you know, I think some of I think the game comes down to honestly how healthy the Bills defenders are. And I think you're gonna need a MVP type of performance by Josh Allen. I think Josh Allen's almost gonna have to win this game uh on his own in some ways. Um, but I expect it to be a great game. And um and I think it's fascinating if Buffalo can advance because I think Baltimore is there for the taking, either whether it's the Bills or the Chiefs. You do? Well, I don't know about that. Um, I will say this. I think everybody is underrating Kansas City. You might be right. The Chiefs, the Chiefs are or have been the best team probably in the NFL for four or five years. And uh, the one thing about championship teams, they they learn to be mediocre during the regular season. And then they they get it together in the playoffs. And I wonder if this Kansas City team didn't show last week that they are capable of doing that. I think that I think you're spot on. They've they've been the power of the AFC the last four years. They have championship medal. It's the Bills that have to prove it, not the Chiefs. Right, exactly. I agree with you there. Yeah, the Chiefs have already proven it. The Chiefs are a Super Bowl contender uh, until proven otherwise. And Patrick Mahomes is already a Hall of Famer if he if he walked away today. Um, so he scares me more than anything. I think their defense is good, and Bob's right. They've played good all year. The, the reason the Chiefs have not been the Chiefs this year is the offense. The receivers right. have been awful. And um, so, you know, if that's not the case on Sunday, it's going to be tough for the, the Bills. I will say, though, at least sort of if you want to look at it from a positive Bills perspective, Bills have not hit on all cylinders in offense now for a couple weeks. So they're kind of due as well to have a really good offensive game. Maybe, maybe. Maybe. So it's it's you know, it's it's we'll see. I I again, if this game was being played in Kansas City, I would pick the Chiefs. If now the game is in Buffalo and I feel like it's a pick 'em game because of that. Well, it's not because of the weather because Kansas City was minus 30 last week. Yeah, no issue. And it'll be balmy in Buffalo on yeah. Sunday. They the I the to me the road part of the Mahomes thing is about the crowd and how the Chiefs react playing on the right. road. That atmosphere. The weather how will have no impact. Every Chiefs player has played in this kind of weather. 
And actually, I looked at the weather report. It's not going to be terrible on Sunday. I know it's going to be just below zero, right? Yeah. So there's no weather issues at all. Um, I think, again, it's more atmospheric issues. And, the, you know, again, the, the interesting thing is that Patrick Mahomes, other than, as John said, a neutral site, and I feel like the Super Bowl is more of a corporate site than, a, than a, anything else, he's never faced an angry crowd in right. a playoff game. And that's interesting. That's a, In some ways, it's great we get to see this because, um, you know, he's an all-time great. And now we get to see him play in a hostile environment, which all these all-time greats at one point have had to play in and, and have sure. to win. You know, the, the yeah. Brady's not Tom Brady's not Tom Brady unless he played on the road. That's just the yeah. reality. It, it also brings back into contention. Remember the end of the the Bills Chiefs game in Kansas City this year with yeah. the, the oh yeah know, with controversy the, with, the off, with, with the offside call and the controversy and Mahomes actually doing something we don't see very often from him and that was losing his cool yeah uh, and 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 that to me started the discussion of are the Chiefs done. Are they are, everything that we've talked about the Chiefs being able being resilient? Are they done because they actually acted human for for a couple of minutes after a loss? Listen, I mean, if Bills fans want to be honest with themselves, the, the Bills got lucky that game. I'm not saying they might not have come back at the end of the game and won, but if that offsides play doesn't happen, and again, I know it's part of the game, but it's a total fluke. Travis Kelsey makes obviously one of the great like improvised plays of all time it's then up to josh allen trailing in that game to have to come back and either tie or win so you know in many ways the bills escaped i do think though that that game is big for the bills psyche because if nothing else at least they know they can beat kansas city which wasn't the case a couple of years ago and um and i think it will i think it will help them but man i i i mean i know it's sort of cliche to say but i really think like the health of the Bills is the X factor. And depending on how many of these guys on defense that they they can get back for this game um, will will be huge because, the you know, at a certain point, like, you know, you guys know that you start playing third, you know, you, you play the third guy like on the depth chart and like you can't win. You can't win against Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes if you don't have like at least sort of modified starters to, to be there. So, um I'm really. I, I. It's been a long time since I've been looking forward to a game as much as this one because I just think it's. Uh, it's just really, really fascinating, and I. Um, you know, and I also wonder too if because I'm so focused on this game, obviously because of where I live. If I'm not, Bob mentioned that he thinks I'm. You know, I. I, I should. I'm probably maybe undervaluing the Ravens. I feel like I'm probably undervaluing the other team in that game more, and that because that, those guys have won. I think. The Texans have won now what six in a row, five in a row, like Maybe, there. But Baltimore has been the best team in the AFC all year. They have, they have, they have. I agree with that. And, and more importantly, um, they went through a string of games in the second half of the season, beating every contender. And that you know they 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 are. I I think Richard. I think that the Ravens are the best who, team. They crushed the Niners. That was a very impressive. Well. Win. And and they're peaking at the right time. You you talked about this is all about health. This is all about momentum. Yeah. Uh, and I think as the as and they've had two weeks off, you yep. know. So they, rested uh, home game. Uh, I, I just I, I don't see anybody at this point in the AFC stopping Baltimore. 
Uh, so I may I'm be surprised, under, I may, I'm surprised yeah, to hear you say that. I may be undervaluing. I, 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 I might have to get out of my own bias here. That and maybe um, you know. They, I, by the way, I love Lamar Jackson. I think he's great MVP. But may, yeah. maybe because I don't see them as much as I see the Bills, I might be undervaluing how how good they are. Um, and, and I do think a great point though, John. Like having that extra week off um, oh. is huge. It's massive to get guys like an extra week of rest. I agree. I'm afraid I, I, you're probably overrating the Texans too. What, right? Because, oh think. yeah, because I'm a Browns fan, as you know. Yeah. I watched that game last week. They oh, killed is that, Hold on. They is that no, no. Cleveland lost that game. <laughs> it wasn't Texas winning it. Or you got to like the Texans quarterback, though. He looks like he's a good quarterback. Yes, I agree. I watched him at Ohio State for four years, right? Yeah. Three years. Um, the Browns offensively, uh, at quarterback, um, they they did not have a good game. Yeah, and I, I, def- defensively, they were horrible. I mean, this was a team that was the number one defense in the NFL most of the year. They were horrible against Houston on Sunday, last Sunday or last Saturday. John, you know what's funny? This is a total aside. So when I first joined Bob's show, okay, 2018, Ohio State had owned Michigan. Like it wasn't like like one seven in a row. Right. As someone as I have, I, I spent a year in Michigan during the middle of my career. So I have a little bit of Michigan ties, like fake Michigan ties, Walmart, Wolverine. So in 2018, like it seemed inconceivable that Michigan could ever sort of own Ohio state again. And it now look at us in 2024, Michigan is the national champs, right? They beat Ohio state back to back Ryan day at Ohio state. Nobody knows what's going to happen. It's crazy how the sports can change that quickly. Well, Harbaugh will probably looks like Harbaugh will wind up. I go to the pros. Yeah. Yeah. I think that charger job is a good job to take. If you're a coach. Oh, I do too. You got a great quarterback. Exactly. Like I do they That's can, where every, you want to start. Every, every job in the NFL is a good job. Because there's only 32 of them. Well, you get paid, but you know you might yeah. not win though. Yeah. Do you think like the like do you think the Patriots job is a good job right no. now? No, absolutely. John, you can't. I how do you do. win? I do. I do. I, I well, first of all, I you know it's funny, and we in talking to Bob Ryan yesterday. I mean, the the 26 years of or whatever it was, 23 years of of Belichick. Um, being in New England, we forgot the last two years were brutal. We have forgotten how bad they were. Um, so I don't think there's any pressure of a new coach there, and in this case, Mayo, um, to... That's not what he asked. He asked if you thought... But they have no... They don't have a quarterback and they have no talent. How is that? How can that guy win? Exactly, exactly. I think he's. I think he's going to be because I, I think for two years he's going to be able to point and say Bill Belichick screwed me. I hope you're. And, I hope and, I don't, and, and, I hope and, you're and right. Have a chance to and have a chance to rebuild with a new philosophy. But, I so really here, do. I, I I think it's a great job. Here's I what I would say: Patriots think, fans, Patriots fans are loyal, and I think that it, I think it's. I think it is a great job. I will say this: I think Robert Kraft is a patient owner, so maybe he will get the patience that you need, but. You see these guys, like the Carolina owner and these other guys. If you don't win in like two or three years, they right. run. And like it's, it's, I think the Patriots, 
I don't Yeah, unless they hit big this year on whoever that quarterback they can get in the third pick. I, I just I don't know how they could be good in the next two years. You're they, right. I agree. There's they have nobody at in skill positions. You know, the I, other but thing I, too is New England is among the lowest attendance in the NFL, if not the lowest. Believe it or not. I wouldn't pay for those games. New England? Yep. Yep. Look it up. <laughs> and what happens is these fans have been spoiled. And well, that's true. I wonder whether, you know, another three-win or four-win season, whether they're going to have 50,000 in the stadium. They won't have 60. Will they have 50? And that's going to be a factor, too, because that's economics. And this owner may have billions, but, you know, these guys these guys look at money differently. So I'll tell you what, I'm not sure that they'll be supported in New England. There's, there, there's a ton of research, a ton of information that suggests that the New England Patriots are one of the top three professional sports teams in North America to work for because of what Robert Kraft has created as a work environment. Yeah, and I and 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 I think that I think that will pay dividends for that, anybody. That could be. That, again, I I I everything you say, John. I I I believe that you are accurate. My sort of only counter is, I think that job is really tough because I I think they really don't have a lot of talent, and I just I think that's I I think anybody who comes into that job is going to struggle yeah. but if you are correct if the fans are patient and the owner is patient you know you you can turn it around in three years you could you have two good drafts and usually that's the sort of the thumb i actually think for belichick assuming he's going to coach again i think the falcons job would be a good job because i think they have a lot of talent they just need a quarterback but they have to be well, i also think that atlanta is one of the places where he can have ultimate power yeah and then i, I the um you know the wild card obviously would be dallas and I'm not sure how that would, play. you know, that's yeah, Jerry Jones can sort of say, I'll give Bill power, but like, I, I, no one really believes that. Like I, that historically he doesn't do that. I just you know, looked I, it up for your reference. New England is 29th in, in attendance. attendance. Oof, yuck. In the NFL. Chicago and Vegas and somebody else are below them. Ooh, that's it. Well, the bears. Well, are, I, that's yeah. surprising. Bears are unlockable. That, that is that's uh, that's shocking. Mind it you, is surprising too, because get, just given how many years of dominance they had, and that stadium was always filled. well. That's it. But they won. What, what did they win? Four games this year? No, no. They've been they've been uh, they're they're an unwatchable product the last two years. Exactly. I, I understand it. Yeah. So I, I agree it, with it, you. It, there's no future for them. I, I don't hey, see listen, them. one. In th only one of thirty-two jobs. I'm taking it. Bob Kraft moving out of town, John Chan. Going to uh <laughs> well going he, to listen, he might as well live in Connecticut where the stadium is now. So I mean <laughs> I would I by the way, I don't know this, but if I had to guess, I would think Kraft lives in Boston. No way he lives in Foxborough. You are correct, sir. Yeah, okay. You are you are correct, sir. So so now do, do either of you guys give the Texans a chance on Saturday? I do. Against... I I'm higher on the Texans than Bob is. Yes. Zero. Ugh. So C.J. Stroud doesn't give you any type of inspiration, Bob? Look, he's played great, and I love him, and I've watched him more than probably most Canadians. Well, I know most Canadians because he played at Ohio State. 
so I know what he can do and what he can't do. And he's had a terrific career so far in his short time in the NFL. But he's up against the best team. The best team. The spread is not the spread is nine. That's big. It's a big spread. There you go. He has no chance. I'm sorry. And And he's gonna go on the road. Last week. Before we go to break here, what are you saying, Buffalo and Kansas City, Bob? Um, I kinda like Kansas City, to tell you the truth. I'll take KC. Richard? I know Buffalo fans will hate me for that. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna play. uh, I'm gonna play the hits here for the people who are listening, who are far more Bills fans than Chiefs. I'll go Bills by by three, but it is not a confident prediction by any means. You know, one of the fascinations to me was uh, based on last week is of the games that were played. We We had six games last week. There was only one game that had a lead change. There's only one game that had a lead change, and that was the Cleveland-Houston game early when Joe Flacco was hitting receivers before he was hitting the defenders. Um, and, and But other than the Detroit game, there was there really wasn't very much compelling actual yeah. football. There were a couple that, stories. By the way. Like the Packers, like the Packers, the Packers-Cowboys was a story, yeah. but it wasn't compelling football. I will say just quickly, yeah, obviously I want the Bills to win just because of my, my ties to Buffalo. But I am really rooting on the other side for the Lions. That is the best story to me in the NFL, and I would love to see them go further. So will I. That would be great. I'm not well, sure they would, will, but maybe. They have a win- they have a winnable game this, this coming week. I then think after- they probably do, yeah. And then after that, it's tough because they'll be on the road, most likely. That was an amazing scene um, on Sunday night. Yes. With that, watching that crowd watching the reaction of some of the fans. And by the way, and, and I, I wasn't planning to morph this into a broadcast discussion. Of all the games on the weekend, that was the best broadcast. Interesting. It really was the best broadcast because it told stories. Um, I, 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 and I, I, think I, I wasn't this way at the beginning of the year, but I have been convinced of this, is that Mike Tirico is the best football caller in the game right now. He really is. He is so good. He's oh yeah. I mean, he's, he's a total pro. Um, I, I happen to think that everybody right now who's a one is good. Um, is Tariko? Is Tariko the top? He may be. Yeah. Well, no. So, but if, I, I, if I, I, had... I like Ian Eagle. Um, even though he's on the number two team, and I think Joe Buck is a very good game caller as well. But Mike Tariko is so consistent every week. He's just never bad. So why was he why was he out of the loop for so many Ooh. years? Tariko? Because Al Michael well, he was but he, he he was he was at he was at ESPN and ABC. Why and, didn't another network go and get him? Well they did. He, if yeah, they did. yeah, I mean he, he was out of the loop only because they had to wait for Al Michaels to essentially part the Sunday right. night football job. But if you're Mike Tarico Bob, you not only took that job of football, but you know you became the vo- the face of the Olympics for the Americans. Right. So he, he replaced job. two guys. He, he, yeah. he replaced Bob Costas and Al Michaels. Yeah, that's Bob Costas, Jim McKay. I mean, that's that's probably if you are a global sports fan, that's the best job in America. That's you know that's the Ron McLean job, the equivalent to me. Yeah, I, I, I and I, I must admit, I 
I, I don't know whether I have a bias to NBC, but I just think right now they're they do uh a, you guys love Goodelli. They, they right? do the best job. They do the best job of covering the football game than anybody else. Historically, unquestionably, Sunday night football has been the best production. I think the other networks have gotten better, but by and large, if you yeah. want to go back like the last 20 years, they're the gold standard. That's what people have chased. I agree. Yeah. I, and and I, I must admit, uh, I think Troy Aikman, when he's on his game, can be really good at his job. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I, think to- I, I, I may be in the minority here. I think Tony Romo has uh, reached the pinnacle and is on, on the downside now already. I think he's much more sizzle than he is substance. Uh, and I think that affects, and I, and I, I have lots of friends at CBS, uh, Richard, I have buddies of mine that we go back, we communicate on a regular basis. And I just, I just find there's too much stick right now with, with Romo doing what he does. And, and he, he, he's got to get back to doing what he did when he started, which was telling us what the play was going to be before the play occurred. And yeah. I just don't see enough of that anymore. You guys I, haven't mentioned Jim Nance. Where yeah, are you with him? Yeah. But I, what well, I see, I, 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 Nance is a profession. I would never doubt Nance's ability to. My concern is that I think Jim Nance, who I don't know, um, I, I think do. Jim Nance is. Okay. Uh, I think Jim Nance is trying to compete with Romo or be Romoized, and I don't like it. I, I, yeah, I like that broadcast. I, I don't think you're in the minority, John. I think you're probably more now it's tilted a little more majority than minority. I, I think they're good broadcasts. I think a lot of times Romo has been a punching bag the last couple of years, um, personally, but it's all personal choice. Like Bob, I think, you know, I know Nance too, total professional. I still think yes. that's good. that's a good broadcast to me. Where I think Romo, let's, we're going to get into broadcaster quick discussion has been heard is I just think the broadcasters around him have gotten really, really good. Aikman's been great lately. I think Greg Olson is fantastic. Collinsworth's always been good. So everyone, every top guy is good. And that, that makes it, I think the comparison for Romo harder. He's not, he was such a blast and of fresh air, but you know, he's right. now done for six years. He's what now. Happened, what happened to Tom Brady? I thought he oh, was coming next year. Next, next year. year. Starting in September. With who? Kevin Burkhart. With Fox. Fox. We'll see what we'll happens. See. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, let's uh, I, I want to talk about the NFC games a little bit more, but we'll do that after the break. Richard Deitch, Bob McCowan, Shannon here on the McCowan podcast. We kind of uh, did a quick dive into the Detroit Lions, uh, but do we have uh, to talk Lions- all NFL this whole show? I thought we were going to talk about a variety of things. There's no variety so far, Shannon. Siakam, what do you want to talk about? We've talked. We've talked about football. We've talked about broadcasting. We're going to. Oh, get you the talked about broadcasting, not not the rest. You want to talk uh, New Hampshire primaries? That's well, there is oh, a oh, great deal of chatter about a new Leaf coach once again. Yeah, and they're on this West Coast trip, and. They they gave up a lead yet last night. I watched that last night and lost. By the way, make, please make note of this. McCowan is bringing up hockey, and hockey, I'm not. I know. I'm stunned. Well, McCowan the Toronto Bay Police are. What are they? About ninth in the Eastern Conference. 
No, so they're, still, got, they're still seventh. They're in a playoff spot still. Yeah. They're, this is a team that many people thought should be a Stanley Cup team this year. I would never have said that. But what's the matter with them? And do they need a new head coach? I think just, if they do, who should it be? So, John, let me, before you answer that as our hockey expert, here's what I would say. And this is probably obviously sort of what True Living has to think about. You know, at a certain point, like Martin Jones is Martin Jones, right? I mean, you're the guy gave you an unbelievable stretch, but he's still a third string goalie. So if you're gonna judge Keith, like how much how much can you judge Sheldon and Keith on on how the team is playing in front of a ultimately a third string goalie? Again, I they gave up a lead, which you know, they shouldn't have. They outplayed the Oilers for a period and a half plus in that game, but like I, that's my only thing with Keith is I think Keith has got a bad hand. He's, he's got to play right now. And I think it'd be a little unfair to judge him on that. Judge him when Joe Wall's back. Yeah. The the, the other issues are that I, I think got exposed last night was depth on in the forwards is an issue. Uh, and defense is an issue. But that's uh, on the, the GM, the, right? That's not on the coach. That's, that's, that's on the, that's on somebody other than the coach. Yeah. Now, does the coach have to adapt a little bit to make things a little more palatable for for his roster? Yes. Um, do they have to change a few things? Yes. Why isn't William Nylander, you know, playing at the same level now that he was before Christmas? Who knows? Well, he signed the uh, big money deal. That's why. Okay. Um, he got so his money, they, now he's going to coast. So the, and and the answer is in in a in a league that has a cap and guaranteed contracts, it's easy to fire the coach. I think it's far too soon to fire the coach. It doesn't make any sense to fire the coach at this point. You probably have fans uh, who are like they see what happened in Edmonton, right? Because that coaching change well, changed the season. Fan fans and owners, Richard, and this is what's happened. This is what's happened, particularly in hockey, is that owners take note. Uh, and owners take note to situations and say, well, hold on, listen, Chris Knobloch's gone to Edmonton and they're 21 and, 21 and 6, yeah. 21 and 6, and have not changed one player, really, uh, on that roster, and they're playing much better. Um, can that happen in in Toronto? I mean, Would you- three, other teams, three other teams made coaching changes very rapidly after the Oilers for the same reason. Because they thought that, as, and and you know, you know, both know this. If you get in the playoffs in hockey, you have a chance to win the Stanley Cup. Yep. Just get in, and you have a chance. Florida proved that last year. Would you would you take a run at Quenville? If you're not allowed to touch Quenville if you he was available, him. because oh, he, for, he could be available sure. at any moment. I don't think he's available at any moment yet, Bob. But um, the answer is, if Joel Quinville, if Gary Bettman wrote a memo to 32 clubs and said, Joel Quinville is now officially allowed to be a coach in the National Hockey League, Joel Quinville would have a job in seven minutes and probably have 10 teams after him. Would the Leafs be one of them? I think they'd have to be. I think they'd have to be. So for, for the simple reason that you know, there is an expectation in Toronto that this team, you know, not only makes the playoffs, but goes a distance in the playoffs. I don't do you see think it. the general manager is being allowed to do what he really wants to do, or is the president of the organization 
dictating what's happening. No, I think Brad's able to do what he wants to do right now. I think it, it, I think it, I think it's on, on Brad's table to, particularly when times are tough. I think it's up to Brad to fix it. Well, it's time to fix something. Yeah, the trade deadline and he doesn't know anything of real significance. The trade deadline for the Leafs is, as always, huge. But you know, you know, Joseph Wall has you know a bad ankle sprain. If Wall had stayed. If Wall had stayed healthy, this was the guy who made out of the team in the beginning of the year. Yeah, this is the, 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 again, I realize that this is an age old problem in Toronto and this is a problem in other places, but the Samsonov killed them this year because that there yes. was an expectation that at least he would be able to keep you in games and he's unusable and they're, they probably cost him 12 to 14 points so far. And Treliving's going to have to make a big decision. I'm, I'm not really sure there's no decision. He has to get, he has to bring a goalie in. And the question is, what kind of assets are you going to give up for that? But he almost has to, I think. Well, and and let's face it, uh, I, I, the cupboard is not completely stocked to 100% because of assets that have been given up the last couple of years to acquire other players. That's right. So, so, so in, in many ways, as many, you know, Brad brought in Max Domi. He brought in Tyler Bertuzzi. Um, there are still some issues that. These are guys that have done very little. Clinging very, very little. Very little. But, there are, but there are some issues that, you know, are still haunted by Kyle Dubas's decisions for this. Oh, of course. Club. Of course. They were Dubas's decisions. But the president of the club endorsed them, and now yep. he has he has absorbed it. I actually, think. there's 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 one decision that he did not endorse that did not occur Which a couple is. of years. Um, Kyle Dubas had a deal in place to acquire Mark Andre Fleury. It was done. Really, it was a done deal. They could have had Mark Andre Fleury from Chicago before he got traded to Minnesota. And and Brendan vetoed it. Wow! No kidding. Who? What was it? What was the What were the assets given? Back? I, I I can't remember off the top of my head. It would be uh, wrong for me to 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 uh, remember. But it, there was a probably a first round pick involved, and and maybe a young player. I think probably Matthew Nyes was on that list. And I mean, where has Matt Nyes gone? He's hit the wall himself this year. Totally. Um. So, but there was a deal in place, and. They just needed uh, the rubber stamp endorsement of the president of the Toronto Maple Leafs for it to occur, and it did not occur. John, do you think, in, I mean, again, it's all hindsight now, and I know the cap was a big issue here, but did they screw up with Zach Hyman? Was there a way to have made that happen? Well, but Zach Hyman was a victim of the core four. Zach, they did not, and they knew they had to sign Morgan Riley to an extension soon. So after all the money they had given Tavares and Matthews and Marner and Nylander, and again, Nylander again, they felt that Zach, who they thought had a wonky knee, they thought he was expendable. They, well, their can... last offer to him was $4.25 million. What did the Oilers sign him for? Seven? Six? No, seven years, but uh, five, five, five point five, I believe is the number. Yeah, right. yeah I was over say five, four. Yeah, so just over five. So there, they wanted to keep him, but they he he was gonna he was going to have to pay the price 
for those other guys who they felt were bigger parts of the of the machine to succeed. And that and and it's you know what it was a terrible mistake because yeah. not only not only on the ice but off the ice too, Richard. Yeah, but I mean, this, this, guy, this, this guy is this is a salt of the earth. Awesome. Gone. Yeah, ch children's author. I mean, this is what sucks about hockey is that like, if there was no salary cap, then the the Maple Leafs would be the Dodgers. They really would be. They would they would have. Well, um, they could be the Dodgers. They'd have the highest payroll in the league. None Maybe. of these guys would go, and you know, seats would obviously be exorbitant and through the roof. But they that's well, they what, how they'd run the franchise. <laughs> What do you mean? You mean more exorbitant? No, I know. Yeah, you're right. More <laughs> exorbitant. Uh, you know that, but that's not changing. I mean, unfortunately, that's the reality of the NHL. Yeah, it's not. And, and you know, by the way, last night's Edmonton Toronto. Could you imagine if that was the Stanley Cup final? Imagine would, what this country would be like. It'd be all. I mean, NBC would. I'm sorry, uh, ESPN Turner wouldn't be happy. But it was great. That that game. The reason I watched that game, and I'm a big tennis fan, so I I actually turned away from the Australian Open. It was so much fun to watch. It was just a oh. fun game to watch. I, I was talking to a couple of friends in the industry by a text during the game and said, could you imagine what this country would be if Edmonton played Toronto in the Stanley Cup final and the level of Dream competition? On. I know. What's that? Oh, no, but I, hey, listen, we can all dream, Bob. We can yeah. all dream. That's all it is. By the, by, the, by the way, yeah, you know, I don't see him every night. You watch Connor McDavid. He's unbelievable. Oh yes. my God. Like to be able to watch that guy every night would be unbelievable. Like he skate, he's just such a better skater than great skaters like next to him. It's, it's amazing. He was, he was, he was fun. I mean, in that third period when he was buzzing around, it was unbelievable to watch that guy. Yeah. He, uh, there's, there is no one like him. No, no, there, he is no one like yeah. him. There, and there never has been. He's, he's, he's incomparable. Because of of his skating skill and his ability to accelerate and his ability to turn in yeah. tight areas, it's 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 truly amazing. Yeah, and, I, I, will say, I mean, it's, I know it was early, and I'm again, I'm not comparing him because he's no one's going to be McDavid. But I did see what I saw early of Bedard. I really liked. He looked unique to me too, like just a different. Yeah, like like Connor McDavid's like four inches taller than Connor Bedard too. So there's a bit of size. The, the the thing that doesn't get talked about enough about McDavid, Richard, is how strong he is. Yeah, he's strong on his skate, strong on the puck, and but can all, be physical. Doesn't that happen, John? You because this is your sport. Don't some of these great players like Austin Matthews and Connor McDavid? They they never seem to get uh, Tavares. They never seem to get credit for their strength, right? They're much stronger than probably we Agreed. give them credit for. Agreed. I agree completely. And and Austin Matthews um is is i think is is on that level from a strength perspective as well yeah the last night was the greatest skater in the game versus the greatest shooter in the game that's what last night was because matthews can shoot the puck like no one else yeah and 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 mcdavid does so many other things uh it it, it was and here's the fascination they faced off against each other they have the same agent you know, they have these two guys, the two most powerful players in the game, have the same agent, works for Wasserman. They train in the offseason together a lot. So wow. they, they, they play off of each other. So you know darn well last night with the competitive nature of both those guys, they were both going full board trying How to How come win we don't this. see uh we don't see the like when we saw Sid and Ovi do all the whole commercial campaigns? How come we don't see that with these two guys? Because it's Canada. I mean, I don't know how you sell. 
I don't know how you sell McDavid and Matthews uh, in Pittsburgh and Washington and New York and Boston. I think that's an issue. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, 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 I do, by the way, I do think both TNT and ESPN have done a better job of introducing Canadian based players this year. And, and since they've got the contracts, but your point earlier, it would be a difficult time for ESPN and ABC to try to sell a Toronto Edmonton Stanley cup final. And listen, and I be, I guarantee if you put truth serum in a Gary Bettman, he doesn't want that either. I, Gary doesn't take troops there. So, um, hey, I, I got it just, just as an aside. So in the late 80s, I got hired to be the producer for that tremendously powerful network in the United States called Sports Channel America, uh, which was the rights holder for the NHL for four or five years. And by the way, they paid $17 million a year for the rights. Oh, 17 yeah. million. And, the, and so we're trying to make an impact. We, we got all the production staff and the announcers got sent out uh, to the cable distributors to try to sell the cable distributors to carry the, the channel. We were trying to wine and dine everybody. <laughs> and we get to the first Stanley Cup final to be produced on Sports Channel America. Guess what it was, Richard? I'm trying to remember, like, uh, was it Montreal? <laughs> 1989. 1989. Is it Calgary, Calgary, Montreal. Calgary, Montreal. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Oof. How did that work out? <laughs> not, not, not highly rated in uh, Jacksonville, Florida, I'm thinking. No. Hey, well, we were only in about 12 million homes, I think. So it didn't really it didn't really work that well at that point in the in the history of television rights for the National Hockey League. <laughs> hey, now you, you were watching tennis. Uh, you were watching hockey. Did you by chance try to find a way to watch the 76ers and and the the Denver Nuggets? I, I saw the score as I was floating between different things. The Sixers won that game like like by five or something like that, right? The, I assume he, MB, I think I saw MB MB went off, right? Yeah. 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 It was it was something. Well, it was you, a Nick, hell of a night to be a sports fan. I will say, um, you know, I, I wasn't sure how it would work, but I think Nick Nurse has done a great job with the Sixers so far. Seems to be working for that guy. Yeah. Okay, we haven't talked about Siakam. Uh, the rumor du jour is uh, the Indiana Pacers. What do you think of that, Bob? Sorry, say again. Siakam. Siakam to the Pacers. What do you think of that? I know I've seen that. Um, well, if they're willing to give three number one draft choices, which is one of the rumors. Um, I would do the deal, I'm afraid. Yeah. I don't care. You know, Indiana has to give up a player, but it's not going to be anybody great. You know, you're not going to change the franchise overnight with a Siakam deal. You're not going to trade a very, very good player for another very, very good player that fits better. I don't know what that player would be, but you're going to deal it for futures. And three number ones is about as good as you can get, isn't it? Yeah. I, I mean, if they're, you have to take some players back too. So, yeah, Bruce Brown. If, if they're not, if they're, if they're not signing Siakam to the max or the super max, depending on his stats, and it seems, it feels like, I mean, again, just reading the tea leaves that that's sort of the case. Um, I'm with Bob. I, I think like that's probably about as, 
you know, obviously would depend on the picks and what's protected and what's not, but that strikes me as about as good a deal as you get. I, I, I do. There's a couple of players on the Pacers I like. Uh, Mathune, who's from Montreal, I think is a really good young player. I would try to get him back. I don't know what the Pacers. I don't think you're getting him. I don't think. Yeah, you're but I, I mean, I think that's you know, like there, there's. I think they're as much as I love Pascal. They they've probably reached the point where they have to just accept that it's the Scotty Barnes, um, quickly timeline. You know, maybe RJ is part of that, obviously too, and that's just like that's where you got to go heading forward. I don't know what that's going to mean, like, and if they could sort of become a good team. Everybody again. seems to be a Scotty Barnes fan. He's been great this year. I don't well, know. How he... He's been good. Nah, but he he's... hasn't been great, in my opinion. Bob, he's he's borderline all star numbers. He's not a star, in my view. Oh, I I'm not sure. Not a star. I'd shudder to think. Good where player. The... That's it. You know, I mean, he's 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 not the not... kind of guy that will lead you to a championship. Well, but I mean, how many of those guys exist in the NBA? Five. Well, okay, but he's not one of them. But but okay, I I will buy that. But he might be in the top twenty players. I mean, you there's there's only one Giannis. You one really think of, he's a top twenty guy? I think he can be a top twenty guy. I do. Yeah, maybe he can be, but is he? Right now, he's I don't know if he's all. a top twenty guy right now. Not but I, yeah, I think he can be. I mean, Pascal Siakam was a top twenty guy based on statistics. So sure, but Pascal Siakam. Was scoring 30, 35 points a night. For I don't, I don't have it in front of me. But with John, what's Scotty Barnes averaging? Zero, twenty four. He's having a good year. Just over twenty. Just over just 20. over twenty. Okay. All right. Yeah. So there's a big difference. Yeah, he's twenty one. Twenty and thirty. Okay, I agree. Yes, hundred percent. But if a you had a choice, point between... guy is a superstar. Yeah, but there's a not many. Point guy <laughs> is just another guy. Scotty Barnes Every is untouchable. Team has for a twenty point guy. Right. I, all I'm saying is there's like, five, you know, Embiid, Giannis, Steph Curry in his prime. There's only a few, Jason Tatum, there's only a few of these guys. Kawhi. I, I think that Barnes is probably so indicative of what this franchise is now. It's three or four years away. And he's, yeah, no, I mean, they, they, they've made their, difference. they've made, once they traded OG, they told you that Scott, the, the franchise is moving around Scotty Barnes. So the Siakam thing, the fascination with the Siakam thing to me is, He's, you know, from all indications, he said he will not sign anywhere until the summer. Yep. Unless it's the Raptors. Yep. I don't know how a team could give up three first round picks. But I think, I think, John, I that just don't know how. There's I mean, no way. That they, close? I think there's, there's no way they'd make that trade unless they got concessions from Pascal's agent. They wouldn't right. make the deal without. Right. Okay. I, I, think. I feel better. Yeah. I just, I think you're right. You can't give up. That's a that's a catastrophic decision if he goes to free agency. So I don't think that would happen. I, I mean, to me, uh, and so if if that's the case, then Siakam ain't going anywhere. Yeah, he, I mean, he I, basically I, his own fate. I I think Pascal loves Toronto, and again, he's been an awesome Raptor. Um, but I would think there's got to be a couple teams on his list where he would be like, if the, you trade me to this team, I'll sign with them long term. Don't you think he'd sign with the Warriors long term? They're a rumored team. Warriors are what they were two years ago. Three I know, years. but still a first-class organization, California. Hey, Draymond's back, though. Draymond's back. <laughs> well, I, I don't know. I don't know how mean, Pascal feels about the Pacers. If I, if he was here, I'd love to ask him what he thinks. Well, it, 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 to me, it just 
if you can't get him on a long-term deal, you you should be walking away. The, 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 way, the question becomes is the question becomes is who's putting pressure on these guys to go and get somebody? Is well, this Pascal, just you, Pascal's got the leverage here? Pascal doesn't have to do anything. Totally. He'd be totally. I, am I correct that he's the last play? He's the last player linked to the championship, right? That's well, it. Chris Boucher was, but I don't think Boucher played. But he's on the roster. He was on the roster. Okay. So I think Boucher would be the the the, the one guy. The, the so. last the last remaining uh, champion. Wow, that's cr- it's so amazing. It's only six five and a half years ago, six years ago, and all this has changed. Yeah. By the way, by the way, we we got Jack. We got we don't have to. Uh, we um, yes, we, we do. We have Jack Armstrong. <laughs> How about this? I have to go. Okay, Jack Armstrong tomorrow. But before you go, can you? The Clippers are something to watch now. They are. The Clippers are a real team, and you know what the difference is? Kawhi's I, healthy. I, James Harden. That, but Kawhi's healthy too. Yep, but James Harden. They've been great since then. Okay, Bob, let's go. Gotta go. Goodbye, Dutch. We love you. See Thank you, soon. you, fellas. Be well. Bye-bye. Okay, you wouldn't let me finish the stories and, and my analysis of the other NFL games because you were so in tune with the Maple Leafs. Um, yeah. But um, Green Bay, just, just for everybody out there, because you, you do have a good eye for the, for the teams and the sports. Green Bay got any chance against the 49ers? No. None? None. So we're talking Detroit, San Francisco in the NFC championship game. Because I think you like the Lions too, don't you? Yeah, I, well, I, I'm hopeful. Let me oh, say okay. that. I'm more hopeful than, than trusting in them. And and uh, and you've you've got Kansas City and Baltimore in the AFC championship. I do, yes. And Baltimore will win that. Yeah. In fact, I, then- I suspect that Baltimore will be. Uh, NFL champions. So, so the so the Baltimore Ravens will win the Super Bowl. The former Cleveland Browns will yes, win. I'm, 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 thank you very much, uh, Art Modell. You're welcome. Um, uh, so, John Harbaugh will win the professional championship, and Jim Harbaugh will win the collegiate championship. Very interesting, huh? Well, and by then, Jim Harbaugh will be back in the professional league. So maybe. <laughs> oh. Are you done? Will you offer him a lot of money to stay. Don't be surprised if he stays. Although, with his suspension last year, he may be pissed off. Two suspensions. Right. Exactly. Well, two susp- And I'll tell you what. And as we talked about this last week a little bit, I think the rules and regulations within college football are changing so quickly between the transfer portal and the, the name, image, and likeness system, I, I think being a pro coach is easier. I really maybe, do. Maybe, I think it's easier. Who knows? I think, I think that's why Nick Saban quit. So anyway, that's my per- personal opinion. We'll talk basketball tomorrow. How's that? Okay. You're supposed to say goodbye now. Goodbye now.